We are living in perilous times, and for that reason, many people turn to the Bible for answers. Are we living in the last days of planet Earth? Is the return of Jesus Christ near, just as the prophets and apostles predicted in the pages of Scripture? More than any other book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ garners some of the greatest interest during our time. It happens to be the last book of the Bible, the most mysterious, and the one that says the most about the last days. The word revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypsis, meaning the unveiling. Yes, God is a revealer of divine secrets, even mysteries of the apocalypse. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. Hello, and welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for stopping by. And are we nearing the end of the world as we know it? Some say yes, others say no. But no matter when Christ comes back, whether it's apocalypse now or apocalypse later, he will come back. Coming up next, Ron begins his teaching series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. Stay with us now or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, check out Something Good Television, Something Good Courses, Something Good Travel, and the new Something Good Digital Library, where you can search for biblical answers to your questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. Here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Are We Living in the Last Days? Well, we are living in perilous times, are we not? It seems as though uh, stories of war and terrorism, economic turmoil, political revolution, uh, even uh, earthquakes, disease, other natural disasters, these are the things that seem to top the news stories of the day. And if we're not careful, we let them create turmoil and unrest in our own hearts. Uh, like other generations, ours wonders whether this could be the last days of planet Earth and whether the return of Jesus Christ is just right around the corner. But we are not the first generation to wonder such things, and nor are we the first to experience a world that seems to be spinning into chaos. Uh, just go back a century ago to the 20th century, and the greatest generation fought two world wars to start a century that had great, great promise to it. And by some calculations, those two world wars produced, and this is a staggering number, 100 million casualties on this planet. Just a staggering number uh, to think about that. They fought these wars in Germany and France and Poland. The images from those two world wars still haunt us. And when it was all over, we learned that 6 million of those casualties were Jewish people incinerated by a guy named Adolf Hitler and his Nazi thugs. The Holocaust crushed any expectations that people of faith had at the beginning of the 20th century that it might usher in the kingdom of heaven on earth, crushed it to smithereens. And then today, uh, many of God's people face intense persecution, torture, death, all kinds of threat to life in places like the Middle East, Asia, and Africa. 
Uh, brothers and sisters in Christ all across the globe are experiencing um, increased persecution. Uh, some say it's, it's as great as it's ever been in the, in the history of the church. And even in Western civilizations, even in places like uh, the United States of America, anti-Christian sentiment is on the rise. We're all feeling that. Like, like Christians, uh, people of faith are the enemies today. In the last century, we also witnessed the return of millions of Jews to their homeland and the regathering of the nation of Israel. And for those who understand uh, the place of Israel, God's chosen people in, in biblical prophecy, that was a significant event. Many thought in 1948 that it was the beginning of the end, that we, we were nearer than we've ever been before. And so here we are all those uh, many, many years later, and we in our generation are wondering, are these the last days of planet Earth? Is the return of Jesus Christ imminent? Is it right around the corner? Will we witness it in our time? And it's no surprise that people of faith and otherwise turn to the Bible for answers, and specifically to the last book of the Bible called The Revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the last book of the Bible, the last book of the New Testament, and it happens to be the one that garners the greatest interest in our era. Uh, it's also one of the most mysterious books found in the pages of Scripture. I noted in my book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, that the word mystery appears 39 times in the Bible. 39 times, but uh, four times in the book of Revelation itself. In fact, the book of Revelation talks about the mystery of the seven stars, the mystery of God, uh, the mystery of Babylon. Did you know that the Bible is really a tale of two cities? Babel, which became Babylon, and Salem, which became Jerusalem. You just study those two cities throughout the Bible, and you, you got a good, good sense of the panorama of Scripture. Uh, Revelation also talks about the mystery of the woman, which is a, a symbol of the nation of Israel in Revelation chapter 17 and, and elsewhere. I've titled this series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse. Uh, the word apocalypse has kind of a foreboding meaning in our world today. Hollywood loves to you know, put out movies with apocalyptic terms, meaning something terrible is about to happen. But actually, the primary meaning of the Greek word apocalypsis is unveiling. It's the apocalypse of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And, and the, the, the primary person and character in the book of Revelation is Jesus Christ himself. We'll, we'll note that as we get into the early chapters of the book of Revelation. Uh, but it's still a, a mysterious book, and over the course of this series, we'll, we'll try to um, unveil some of the mystery. Uh, God is a revealer of secrets and mysteries, is He not? And a mystery in the Bible is something that was once concealed but is now revealed. And when it comes to the last chapter of world history, God pulled back the curtain in many places in the Bible, Old and New Testament, but in no place uh, more broadly, so we can peek into the final chapter like he did in the revelation or the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Now, um, 
Before we get to the book of Revelation itself, I I want us to ask and answer the question, are we living in the last days? And more importantly, if we are living in the last days, how are we to live as the bride of Christ and as followers of Jesus Christ? Uh, The answer to that question about the last days may be disappointing to you because uh, every New Testament writer, in one way or another, Uh, agrees that we are, in fact, in the last days because the last days, technically speaking, began when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Okay, we we are living in the last days, but the last days has been a a period of time for at least 2,000 years now. Why do I say that? Well, let me take you first to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1, the writer of Hebrews begins, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. In other words, whatever the Bible means by the last days, the last hour, the, the, the final climax of world history, it began when Jesus Christ came to this earth, his first advent. All the Old Testament saints, they were looking forward to the first coming of Messiah. We as New Testament believers look for his second coming. We sang about it just a few minutes ago. But the last days, kind of a technical term the New Testament writers use, the last days, the last hour, the latter times, we are living in those times. Peter understood this, 1 Peter 1 and verse 20, Christ was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. So are we living in the last times? Yeah, we are. The question is, are we living in the final days of the last days? (laughs) That is a question we will explore as we go through the book of Revelation and other related Bible prophecy passages because we need to understand the book of Revelation not in a vacuum but in in the broader context of Bible prophecy. That's going to be a challenge to do over these uh, weeks as we're just primarily studying Revelation, but we need to go to some other places as well. And I want to go to some other places this morning to... Ask and answer the question, are we living in the last days, and what what does that look like? Uh, The New Testament writers, as they talk about the last days or the last hour or the latter times, identify at least five characteristics of those times. And yes, in any generation since the first century, you could find these characteristics, but I understand these characteristics to be sort of like the birth pangs that Jesus talked about when his disciples asked him about the specific signs of the end of the age just prior to his second coming. In Matthew chapter 24 and 25, there's a section of Scripture known as the Olivet Discourse, and it's a fascinating uh, ride through end times Bible prophecy spoken from the mouth of Jesus himself, to four of his disciples, Peter, James, John, and Andrew. The the five of them gathered on the Mount of Olives just outside of Jerusalem during Holy Week, just a few days before Jesus went to the cross. And the question was, Jesus, what are the signs of the end of the age and of your coming? I would have loved to have been there. I mean, sitting on the Mount of Olives with Jesus as he waxes eloquently and talks about the general signs and specific signs of his second coming. And it was in that context that Jesus said, just prior to my coming, these signs will be like birth pangs. Ladies, mothers, you understand that. As you get closer and closer to the event, the birth pangs increase with frequency and with intensity. Jesus says, that's the way the signs before my second coming will be. 
Now, I need to make a distinction between what we're talking about this morning, which are characteristics of the last days and the signs of the end of the age. Jesus was talking about this over here. These characteristics I'm finding in the New Testament writings, but I think they have the same implication as the birth pangs, that as we get closer and closer to the final days of the last days, these characteristics will not only be found in every generation, but increasingly so as we get closer and closer to the end of the age. Up next, the second half of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Are We Living in the Last Days? If you're listening to Something Good Radio for the first time, we'd like to send you a free chapter of Ron's most popular book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, exploring its amazing secrets. Consider it our way of saying thanks for being part of our radio listening family. And be sure to stop by our new and expanded website, somethinggoodradio.org, and click the I'm New icon at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, share your prayer request with us by clicking on Explore at the top of the homepage, then scrolling down to the How Can We Pray For You option. Our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer, so contact us anytime. What are the signs of the end of the age? Answers come your way next. In the rest of today's Something Good radio message, are we living in the last days? Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones. And what are those five characteristics? Well, number one, rapid moral decline. Let's begin in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And verse 1, the Apostle Paul writes, But understand this, that in the last days there will come difficult times. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. And then Paul says to Timothy, avoid such people. (laughs) Well, okay, because that's a list, isn't it? I mean, that's a description of a culture that is just disintegrating right before us. And it's, it's true, Paul would suggest, in the last days. He says, in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Paul writes as though he has seen this with his own eyes and experienced it. He's come face to face with this kind of stuff, even in his time. But again, the implication is this will characterize the last days throughout all the generations. And then as we get closer and closer to the end of the age, perhaps even intensify He says there will be difficult times. Uh, The word difficult uh, describes something that causes trouble, hardship, and suffering with an implication of violence. Um, A fair translation is, mark it down, in the last days you will experience violent suffering for your faith. And certainly this has been the witness of the church for 2,000 years. One of the early church followers named Tertullian said the blood of martyrs is the seed of the church. And it has been for 2,000 years. Starting in the early chapters of the book of Acts, Stephen was the first martyr. His blood was shed for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. You fast forward to the book of Revelation. There's more blood shed in that book 
And yes, the blood of martyrs as more seeds, not of the church, because the church is gone, but of those who, who come to faith in Christ during the, uh, the, the, the time of, that's spoken of in Revelation. And so it shouldn't surprise us that even in our day, there are brothers and sisters in Christ in other parts of the globe. I'm thinking of our, of our Egyptian friends who, who literally lost their heads, beheaded for the sake of Christ by the hands of Islamic terrorists. Some say the persecution of Christians today is, is greater even than at other times. Difficult times, Paul says. And he uses nine specific words and phrases. I could read through them again. They, they make us pause and wonder at the depth of sin and selfishness and intolerance in the human heart. And even beyond the obvious um, Islamic terrorism of our day, th this, this describes the corrosiveness of our culture, does it not? And, and we can see this happening even in our own safe neighborhoods and communities. And just how our culture seems to be spinning out of control. We're talking about moral decline as, as one of the characteristics of the last days. Historians tell us that one of the reasons the Roman Empire fell was because it, it rotted from the inside out. In fact, one of my professors in seminary is Dr. John Walvoord, and uh, he, he wrote about this and other civilizations that rotted from the inside out too. Dr. Walvoord was considered one of America's most influential theologians, and he was one of the primary architects of the contemporary study of Bible prophecies, written and edited almost 30 books. And one of those books that became a bestseller in the popular culture out there was called Armageddon, Oil, and Terror. And Dr. Walvoord says, history records how many great nations have risen to unusual power and influence only to decline because of internal corruption and compromise and the loss of political will. He says, it may well be that the United States today is at the zenith of its power, much as Babylon was in the 6th century B.C. prior to its sudden downfall at the hands of the Medes and the Persians. You can read about that sudden downfall of the great Babylonian culture in Daniel chapter 5, where the book of Daniel contains many, many prophecies uh, re regarding the end of the age. Dr. Walver goes on to say, any realistic survey of moral conditions in the world today would justify a judgment of God on any nation, including the United States of America. All I'm saying is that one of the characteristics of the, of the last days, perhaps even intensifying as we get closer, is, is the moral decline of our world. And we maybe expect that in other parts of the world, but now we're, we're beginning to see it so quickly even in the United States of America. Here's a second characteristic of the last days. I would describe it as supernatural and celestial wonders. I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2. It's always good to understand the church in any generation and certainly in end times Bible prophecy by going back to the birth of the church, which is recorded for us in the book of Acts. And in Acts chapter 2, you may remember that's the day of Pentecost, 50 days after 
the Feast of First Fruits in the Jewish calendar. And uh, I guess 53 days after Passover, Jesus died on Passover. He rose from the dead on the Feast of First Fruits. Fifty days later was Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. And that was the day that Peter preached a sermon and 3,000 people came to know Jesus Christ. I remember when I preached my first sermon, I think three people came up afterwards and offered sympathy, you know? Uh, 3,000 people in his first sermon that he preached. And, and Peter's trying to respond to these, these tongue-speaking disciples and the response that the people had. The people were saying, oh, they must be drunk. And he says, no, it's only the third hour of the day. And then he goes on to do something really fascinating. In his sermon, he quotes from the Old Testament prophet Joel. Now, now Joel, the theme of Joel's book is the day of the Lord. Different than the last days, the day of the Lord refers to a time in Bible prophecy, which is still future, but it's a specific time of seven years of tribulation on this earth. Jesus may return today, or he may return a thousand years from now. But either way, he will come back. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, why not get to know him right now? Today is the day of salvation. None of us are promised tomorrow. If you missed part of today's message, Are We Living in the Last Days? or you'd like to hear it again, visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. If you've been with us for a while, if you're a regular listener and God is using this broadcast in your life, I want to speak directly to you. When you first tuned in or streamed Something Good, did you know that other people paid to air that program? We call them our ministry partners. They have people just like you in mind when they donate monthly to Something Good which is a 100% listener-supported ministry. Now that you're a regular listener, will you do the same? Will you help us share something good with someone else? We created the 828 Club for people who choose to partner with this ministry through prayer and monthly financial support. It's based on Romans 828, which in the message says, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider joining the 828 Club today by giving $28 or more per month to share something good with someone else. And when you do, we'll send you some resources to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's our way of saying thanks for your partnership in this gospel ministry. So please join the 828 Club today. None of us can accomplish Brian with God's will without a little help. Today, with your help, Something Good Radio will keep sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ through these radio and internet broadcasts. When you partner with us, we'll send you a free copy of Ron Jones' full-length book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, exploring its amazing secrets. To join the 828 Club today, please visit our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org, and use the Partners tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Or call 757-276-1099. 
If you can't become a partner but would like to make a donation to Something Good Radio today, we'd love for you to have the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. That's all 20 messages in Ron's teaching series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse. Our gift to you by request for your gift to Something Good Radio. Make a donation online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. How do we as followers of Jesus Christ live during the last days? We have to stand firm on the faith that was once delivered to the saints and on the essentials of our faith, not to waver on that, that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day, that that he paid the penalty for our sins and that by grace and through faith alone are we saved and that he alone is the way, the truth and the life and no man comes to the Father but by him. We need to stand firm on that. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Are We Living in the Last Days? Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. God bless and thanks for listening.